This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Ashley Hales, host of the Finding Holy podcast and author of the book, Finding Holy in the Suburbs, Living Faithfully in the Land of Too Much. And here at the Finding Holy podcast, it is my aim to help you connect the dots between the things that really matter and your everyday holy life. So whether you're out on a run, whether you're doing your Christmas shopping, whatever it is that you are finding yourself doing right now, we hope that these four Advent reflections will help you connect the dots between God and His coming in the person of Jesus, and as we wait in joyful anticipation for the second coming, but then also your actual everyday life, where you may be sweeping up the pine needles, you're going to the store for more butter for the Christmas cookies, you're maybe feeling behind on all of the Christmas events, and maybe you're just watching your 15th Christmas movie, but we're excited to help you connect those dots between your actual Advent and maybe an idealized picture of what this time might look like. And so I've brought on my friend, Jen Pollock-Michelle. Jen is an author. You can find all the information about her and her writing and her speaking over at jenpollockmichelle.com. And she's offering a little gift to her email subscribers of Audio Advent Reflections. And friends, I wanted to let you know just about a little change here at the Finding Holy Podcast to make this podcasting life sustainable we've decided to join with the Christianity Today Amplify program. So you'll hear a few ads. It won't change your listening pleasure, but this makes this sustainable and you get to be a part of a community. Make sure you stick around because you'll have one small step to begin to take this into your everyday holy life. Here's my conversation with Jen. Welcome, Jen. Thanks for being on again. So we're going to be talking um, today a little bit more about some of the, the stories in scripture. Can you share some of those that you want yeah. to talk about? Yeah. I mean, I think when I think about Advent, two of the stories that strike me the most, I mean, I guess I, I really think a lot about the people, the yeah. people in the story, you yeah. know? So obviously I think about Mary, but I think even before Mary, I think about Zachariah, you mm-hmm. know, so mm-hmm. the gospel of Luke and here's Zachariah and he and his wife, you know, we know they're old and we know yeah. that they've prayed a long time for a baby. And, and one of the things, one of the questions I think I have of that story is like, did they stop praying? Did they yeah. kind of get to a point where, you know, disappointment had them a little bit wearied and, and maybe they just reconciled themselves to the idea that God wasn't going to give them the baby mm-hmm. that they were asking for. And so mm-hmm. here's Zachariah at the temple offering the incense and the angel Gabriel himself yeah. stands before him and says, you're going to have a son. And, and Zachariah isn't like, this is amazing news. Right. Oh my yeah. gosh. This yeah. The answer of years worth of prayer. It's, you know, how shall I know this? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, and, and it's, it's doubt. Um, I like that that story is included yeah. because that feels very important for me to be like, okay, we're not all robots, you know, right. like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, last time we talked about the ideal versus the real. And mm-hmm. sometimes you go to scripture looking for the ideal, like mm-hmm. these ideal people who, you know, 
trusted God, you know, right. flawlessly. No, no, we actually get the real in scripture right. and Zachariah yeah. is like an example of that. And then I think kind of in contrast, although I'm, I'm interested in the similarities and the differences between these stories, but Zachariah and then just right after that, we have a similar announcement, annunciation with Mary. Mm-hmm. And the angel telling her, you know, you're going to bear a son and you're going to call his name Jesus. And, and she's not, she also doesn't have the, the um, reaction of terrific. Let God know of my gratitude. She (laughs) says, like, how will this be? You know, Mm -hmm, how will mm -hmm. this be since I'm a virgin? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's uncertainty, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, for some reason, Zachariah's reaction, I think maybe is more doubting. And so he gets the you're going to be mute until John the right. Baptist is born, your son. Yeah. But Mary gets this all this reassurance for mm-hmm. her uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And I just think about both of those people, like ultimately saying yes to God, but it's like a very human yes. It's it not the robotic, yes. you know, sure, God, I have no questions. It's no, actually, I have mm-hmm. a lot of questions. I have mm-hmm. a lot of uncertainty of how, mm-hmm. about how this is going to unfold. Mm-hmm. And so do you think it's the kind of the posture of those, those how questions um, that really informs kind of the response where Zachariah right then is condemned to silence, um, mm-hmm. but then Mary is reassured uh, by the angel Gabriel? Because they both ask how. They do. I mean, I've like... I'm not a Greek scholar, so I don't right. know. Maybe there's some like either. hidden sort of right. key to understanding the difference um, between the questions and the Greek. I don't think so, though. Yeah. You know, because I mean, ultimately, it's it's never really about the exact words that we right. say. Right. Um, it's about the posture of our hearts. And for yeah. for some reason, Mary had a posture that was a that was more submitted. I think to yeah. God, more yeah. surrendered, more trusting. Yes. And I and I love that word. It's just such a simple word. It's something that you know. It's a word associated with faith for me since mm-hmm. childhood. You know, mm-hmm. to him, like you trust and obey, trust right. and obey. There's no other way. Mm-hmm. And um. I think it's a reminder. I mean, Advent is kind of that reminder that you really don't ever graduate from that. Like it, the road never becomes clear. <laughs> right. You never, you never have arrived. <laughs> yeah. You haven't. Yeah. You don't have certainty about God's plans for you. You mm-hmm. really just have a little bit of light of what's mm-hmm. next and you mm-hmm. always have the reassurance that he's with you. But that doesn't waylay the puzzlement, you know, mm-hmm. bewilderment, yeah. the sense of like feeling a little bit scared. Yeah. Yeah. And like, God, can you give me a little more? How's this going to happen? Yeah. yeah. I'd like to have the roadmap. Yeah. We want it all. We want the plan laid out, but because we don't have the plan, it does, it does force us into a place of smallness and submission, which we see with Mary. We will be back to the conversation with Jen in a minute. This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At BOW, we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. 
They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, Bow offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. And here's the rest of my conversation with Jen. Part of the work that I'm doing right now is through the book of Deuteronomy. And, you know, God's like, I had to take you through the wilderness. I yeah. had to. Like, that was the only way to teach you yeah. that, you, that you don't live by bread alone, but right. by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Mm-hmm. And I think faith is not formed when we just have all the coordinates, For sure. all the plans. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I feel that very deeply. Uh, <laughs> I know we both do. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I was just musing on Zechariah as I've been thinking through the incarnation and to know what work had silence done in mm. him that when he speaks, it's praise. You know, mm-hmm. in those, it's just that was his own wilderness, you know, of, mm-hmm. of sorts. Um, it's hard enough, right, to have like a few minutes of daily practice of silence and solitude, but to think about not being able to communicate well, um, to be kind of trapped in yourself <laughs> for nine months. And we don't know. I mean, did he think this is permanent? I mean, right. we don't really know that he had the had a, the clue that, you know, this would only be temporary. Right. You know, maybe he was like, this is it. This is it. I've said my last word, you know. I don't know. I have no idea what that feels like. I think it's very interesting, though, the theme of silence in Scripture. You know, Moses telling the Israelites as they're standing in front of the Red Sea, you know, keep silent. See how God fights for you. See what he's going to do. Um, But it's a lot easier to just talk. Talk, 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 talk. Noise, 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 noise. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. As we're talking on the podcast. As we're talking. Yeah. (laughs) But um, no, but I think there, there is a sense in which, you know, silence might be kind of a very tangible practice this Advent too. And to think about it as a posture of submission, um, like Mary um, and like Zechariah eventually. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take some effort, you know, because like we talked about last time, it's such a busy month, you know, and it might mean it, it's going to, I think it's going to take effort and it's going to take intention to figure out what are those pockets of silence that I can enter into Mm -hmm. um, to hear God speak, you know? Yeah. And as much as we talked about last time that entering into the real is, mm-hmm. is such an important part of Advent, you know, and, and embracing kind of the complicated, encumbered nature of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I do want to say there are reasons why we feel a longing for mm-hmm. um, a connection with God in this season and this holy season. And so what could it look like to find some time? And I think it's available to all of us. I mean, let's be honest, it is. Because right. if we look at how much time we waste scrolling through social media and binging, binge watching things on Netflix, like there's time. Right. You know, I think unless you're like, you know, I don't know, 
I was going to say nursing twins, which I may have a little bit of experience yeah, with, yeah, but actually yeah. there's a lot of quiet in that too, as you're right, just sort of right. sitting there. Right. But there are, there are moments and seasons moments. of our life where t- like silence is very, very hard to come by. Yeah. But I bet, I bet we could afford a few minutes. I don't know. Yeah. yeah five, yeah. 10. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, where do you see kind of that pathway for these characters to their yes, you know, to the, to the submission of God's will in their life to Hmm. welcome Jesus eventually? You know, I think it reminds me that our yeses are built incrementally. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that we imagine kind of the the heroism of the yes. Yes. The moment where it just it all makes sense and I say my yes and I right. say it so boldly and emphatically and just without reservation. Right. And I think maybe the examples that we have in Mary and Zachariah are that yeses are something that are built and accumulated over time. Right. You know, like when you think about your entire life mm-hmm. being one yes to God, mm-hmm. but a little bit of a fitful yes, you know? Yeah. A, For sure. a yes that admits like doubt and uncertainty and fear. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's the paradox of like the yes and, you know, yes and I don't know the way, you know, yeah. yes and, and I'm painful. afraid. Right, yeah. Yes, and this is hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, it frees us then to live a real faith, right? Instead of an ideal faith that mm-hmm. has some kind of idealized point of arrival um, of perfection. Um, and to know, right, we won't, we won't be there until we get on the other side, mm-hmm. which is just really freeing to know like, okay, I can actually celebrate the, the advent of the savior of the world and I'm not going to do it perfectly. You know, I mm. can try to have some silence and recognize my smallness. Um, you know, I can, I can ask God the how question, how is this going to be? And know that he's not going to turn his back on me, even if he does lead me through the wilderness, that these are postures of faith, even though mm. they might feel just like postures of busyness or postures of doubt. Um, but they, I like what you're saying about the, the incremental nature of our yeses, you know, where we are being drawn deeper into, into true reality. And, you know, thinking about Jesus as the ultimate yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that scripture. Is that Second Corinthians 1? Yeah, I think, I think so. Or First Corinthians 1? Um, I can't remember. Yeah. But, you know, where, you know, every Everything. promise, every yes. promise, yes. Jesus is a yes, yes to God's every promise. Yes. And so I think about that too, like Advent, when I feel like I can't say my yes emphatically mm-hmm. and boldly right. without reservation. Like I remember Jesus, right. who is the yes, you know, mm. and Jesus his spirit and dwelling in us, enabling us to, to grow our yeses, you know, yeah. the faithfulness yeah. of our yeses, the, the, the willingness of our yeses too, you know, mm-hmm. um, maybe that's an invitation of Advent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that we can, we get to claim Christ's righteousness as yes on our behalf mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when we don't have a yes, but Jesus is our yes. Yeah. And what better story to belong to? If we just think of, okay, what does December normally look like? And what is the story, you know, our, the advertisements tell us, right? Is, you know, perfection and family togetherness and all of these memories and bigger and better and all the stuff, right? Um, mm. But to say, actually, you can be human. <laughs> you can be human <laughs> in Advent. 
Absolutely. You can, and you can say a small yes. You right. can say, um, you could probably even say a half-hearted yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think, again, like to think about Deuteronomy, it's kind of a weird book to bring up in Advent, <laughs> but it's just, it's just where I, I'm finding myself right now in a current yeah. project. You know, it's like you get to the end of the book and all, Moses has been calling the people to obedience. And then at the very end, he's like, they're going to totally <laughs> fail. Yeah, and um, and then I'm gonna have to circumcise their hearts, and I'm gonna have to make it possible for them to say their yes. Um, mm. And just to be able to admit that about myself is incredibly freeing, because yeah. I would demand of myself like perfect, unblemished yeses. Right. And the reality is, like, I wake up and I I never live into that. You yeah. know? Yeah. And so maybe we move towards Jesus, the, the emphatic um, divine yes, you know, as our confidence, as our hope, mm. um, as our boldness. Yeah. Um, with, he is, right? He's the yeah. invitation to approach the throne of God boldly and to receive mercy um, yeah. in our time of need. Even in our little faltering yeses this season. Yes. I love it. Well, thank you, Jen. It's been a pleasure to talk through these themes. So thanks for being here, Jen. Thank you, Ashley. Friends, thank you for joining us here at the Finding Holy Podcast. I'm so excited for these series of conversations with my friend, Jen Pollock-Michelle. You'll want to be able to sign up for her audio reflections as well that she gives to her email subscribers at jenpollockmichelle.com. But I want to leave us with one small step as we as we think about the yes of Mary, as the reticence of Zechariah. It can feel like these people were really far away from our own modern day experience. And yet, how do we connect the dots between the stories of scripture and our everyday holy lives? How do we kind of reimagine ourselves into the story as well as imagine them as not flattened characters, but as real living people with doubts and dreams and confusions who are just trying to follow their God. So they're not that different from us. And here's one way I want to encourage you, one small step to connect the dots between the things that really matter and our everyday holy life. I'd love it if you just spent maybe 10 minutes and wrote down a list of what are your yeses and what are your no's And what are your wish you could say yes to? It's actually a list Jen and I have chatted about before, is to realize what have we already said yes to? What are we choosing to say no to? And what are the things we wish we would have said yes to, or we wish we could have said yes to? And it might be everything from, you know, saying no to that holiday invitation because life is just too busy. It might be saying yes to that holiday invitation because you're choosing to be in community. So write your list, your yeses, your noes, and the things that you wish you could have said yes to. And then I want to simply invite you to bring that list to God, to say, God, these are my current yeses. These are my current noes. These are the things that I wish I could have said yes to, but I can't. I'm limited. I'm frail. I cannot live up to the ideal. I'm just a human. And let God work on your list. See what he says. He might encourage you to step out in faith like Mary and say yes to something scary. He might encourage you to participate more fully in the mission of God. So maybe your yeses are stretching and maybe your noes are stretching. We trust that the Holy Spirit gives us discernment. 
So write your list, your yeses, your noes, your I wish I could have lists, and bring them to Jesus. I'd love to hear what you have to say about your list. Go ahead and tag me at AA Hales on social media. Use the hashtag Finding Holy Podcast. You can find more information about Jen and her offerings over in the show notes. But remember, no matter what your list looks like, that the Spirit of God is living and active in your busy Advent season. And I pray, friends, that even our small little offerings, our yeses, our noes, our I wish I could have, would be something that God will use to grow his kingdom. So make sure that you subscribe to the Finding Holy podcast, share these episodes with friends as they are wonderful encouragements for on the go. And remember, these big things matter. They're what we shape our lives around. And yet we trust that we can connect the dots between these big things and our everyday holy life because big things matter, but so does the laundry. This episode was brought to you in part by the Lord of Spirits podcast. Many Christians yearn to break free of the influence of secular materialism and to understand the union of the seen and unseen worlds as made by God. What is the spiritual world like? Tune in wherever you get your podcasts.